You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda Rhimes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies and actors. Words. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Life's more fun when you're out finding adventure together, and the new Santa Fe is designed to help you get more out of that quality time. The Hyundai Santa Fe is the capable SUV with intuitive technology. The newly designed Santa Fe offers H-Track all-wheel drive capability, intuitive tech, and safety features to get you where you're going with confidence and the personalized style to do it your own way. An SUV with family fun in mind that proves that out together is truly better. It's got H-Track all-wheel drive, dynamic safety features, dual blind spot view monitor, and user profiles with a 10.25-inch full-touch infotainment screen. To learn more, go to Hyundai.com. Honey Girl, a coming-of-age debut by Morgan Rogers, follows a young black woman just finishing her Ph.D. in astronomy who impulsively gets married in Vegas and decides to leave her perfectly ordered life for a summer in New York with the wife she barely knows. Honey Girl is available now wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Black Girl Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I'm going to give you guys a warning right now for all you villains out there on the street, all you people lurking in these alleyways and everything, trying to take advantage of these poor, innocent people. You better be looking out for this guy that is coming through on a motorcycle in the black and red because you're not ready for Lazarus. And <laughs> by the way, he is joining me today, but you know, that's what he does at nighttime, at nighttime. So we're going to break it down. And the, during the day, he is Sean Riggs actor executive producer and i'm so excited to have him with me today sean how you doing i'm blessed i'm blessed i'm incredibly happy and um thank you for having me thank you for having me thank you for joining us this is so cool not only is it about um diversity it's also about you're talking about indie projects indie um companies getting to venture into the superhero world into the actual thriller world can you tell us a little bit about that being on the uh, executive producer side of it um yeah yeah you know it's 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 incredible because we now live in a time where you know, tools are accessible to us to make and create our own universe. Like even you know um, uh, all of the things that are happening with um, um, cinematically, you know, you got cameras mm-hmm. now that you can get for great prices that can give you the same cinematic quality that the, that yeah. the more expensive cameras have. I've seen um, cinematographers who. Um, great ones and bad ones. I've seen bad cinematographers taking and, and taking Alexa mm-hmm. and do 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 horrible with it. I've seen great cinematographers take a Canon, simple Canon, and then looks more incredible than someone with Ari. You know, because yep. it, it doesn't yeah. matter the camera; it matters the person. 
And mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's the same thing with having an actual physical gun. It doesn't matter how great the gun is. The person doesn't know how to shoot it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, and, and, we, and um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You, go ahead. I was going to say, because you were kind of getting into the the little nerdy tech, the, the cameras and stuff. I was going to mention one of the angles that you guys use where it's like that that quick snap or that quick pan kind of rush the adrenaline, I feel like, that you don't, sometimes you don't get in action films. Like right. usually you have like a longer pause in between. And I felt like some of the camera angles that you guys chose really kind of pushed that adrenaline a lot. Right. So that was something that um, we discussed in the beginning when I was talking with um, RL. I said, look, mm-hmm. we're gonna if we're gonna do this, do this the right way. We want to keep people peeled to the screen. So that was something that we had to work out in post production. So one of the biggest things was to keep it grounded, but to keep it moving, to keep it mm, moving yeah. as much as possible, because um, you know, all of us suffer from ADD at some sort of some sort. Well, it may yeah, not sure. be yeah. in the classroom. It could be you know, in the film, in, in the film world, mm-hmm. you know, some people have incredible patience, but standing in line at a restaurant, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Um, will drive you nuts. Yeah, it drives yeah. you nuts. And so when we're talking about this as an audience, as, as, as a fan, as a fan, of, as a fan of action films myself, which is something that's big with me in action films. I love movement. I, um, mm, I gave yeah. it, it was a great example that we wanted to kind of like segue from was, um, the dark night with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, even yeah. when it came to the music, what did they use in there to keep you going? Was the music, the heartbeat mm-hmm. of that music. And it kept mm-hmm. moving and it made you wonder what's about to happen now. And so right, the exactly. dialogue and the texture of the film was always something was about to happen. That's, mm-hmm. that's the premise of what we wanted Lazarus to be was something is about to happen. We didn't really yeah. want too many moments where it was just too much downtime. We had a couple like that, of course, with the character and his um, sister in there. Mm-hmm. But we really yeah. wanted to keep the pacing moving because it's an indie film, first of all. It's brand new to people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when people are looking at things when it's brand new to them, they don't want to get distracted and they don't want to feel like, oh, man, this is getting off track. Where's the action? Right. Where's the character? Yeah. Where's the story? I want to I learn more. So we kept trying mm-hmm. to feed them. And one of the trickeries was was with that whoosh, that part of the edit. Yeah, that'll Moving. get you the first time you see it. You're like, whoa! Yeah. Like, did I miss? You know, you you try to catch, you try to keep up with it, trying to catch up with it. Right. So if it threw your eyes off and it threw your 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 your, your temperature mm-hmm. check off, you're like, oh, what? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it catches you because you're like, okay, now I got to pay attention. I got to sit up a little bit more and pay attention. Right. And so that's what we wanted. You know, when you have a smaller budget. You know, it's crazy because to me it wasn't a small budget. I paid a lot of money for this, you know. But you know, <laughs> I was scared to say I was the producer side. That probably wasn't a small you know, budget. You walk around and somebody be like, "Yeah, you know, how about you spend for that out of your pocket?" Okay, okay. So that's a smaller budget. <laughs> what do you mean, man? I don't. I, I don't feel. I feel offended. I feel like you disrespecting me because that wasn't right, a small yeah. budget to me. I understand yeah. Marvel and all of them get you know a gazillion dollars, but <laughs> they got a conglomerate. Of like Jeff Bezos coming in just throwing mm-hmm. money in while chewing gum. That's like, true. Um, yep. You can have it from my fifteenth savings account. I use that money over there. Right. Me, this was my money. <laughs> so right. Yeah. Yeah. We had to make it look the best way as possible, and we did get investors mm-hmm. along the way, but we didn't get them until we got a certain to a certain point where we had something yeah. visually to motivate people. But even still, then the only way. 
it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter what race. Yeah. But we were blessed to have some African-American brothers that came in that actually helped out, helped me out. One of them was my brother, my blood brother. He was actually mm-hmm. in my corner and he helped um, another gentleman named Edward Davey and uh, Michael Anderson. And okay. one of the things that, that, that enticed them was that I wouldn't just say I need, I need something for our budget and wouldn't stop. I will always say, I'm still going to interject and pay for things. I just need some assistance so we can get towards the end. And here's what I've done so far. And that was another big thing when they saw that, hey, you did all it is. Well, if you invested in yourself and you believed in yourself, then now I feel more comfortable with investing. Right. And that's right. something that started from the beginning when I, um, that's what I was just telling the, the other um, interviewer. That um, Tyler mm-hmm. Perry, when I started working with Tyler Perry, I was able to get significant funds from Tyler Perry that helped me to begin filming right. in the beginning. So he blessed right. me and Tyler didn't even know it. You know, once I got yeah, done working, he cool. didn't know yeah. why I was really Paying excited. it forward. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, I'm on set and I'm like, man, I'm so happy. He's like, <laughs> brother, get over there and get back to one. What are you so happy yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. But, um. I knew that when I got back to L.A., you know, I was going to get started on my own film and, mm-hmm. and produce something. And um, and it kept happening. Many, many blessings happened along, happened along in the journey to, to be able to get it done. But, you know, this is a, a monumental moment right here because of all the all the work and all the labor of love that was put on. Yeah. You know, from here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want to kind of back up a little bit here because this is very new to us. Tell us about coming up with this concept of Lazarus, because I was just thinking like draining the life force out of people. Like when you first see it come together on screen, it, you know, it pulls you back in a good way because you don't see it all the time. It's very interesting, you know, even from his uniform. So kind of take us through like the beginning of, you know, working with R.L. Scott and how did you, you, what did you guys come up with the character to begin with? Okay. First of all, that started, you know, even a while ago with always saying that I wanted to, I wanted to play an action hero, hero. And and uh, we wrote a film together. I created this film, this incredible, it's like a hip hop type action cop film. And um, we didn't get it into fruition. And I remember that when I told him about it and I said, we went on this journey to writing that. That was when he was still in Atlanta. And then he came out here okay. to L.A. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. much about that because I don't want, to, you know, next thing you know, the concept is all on the TV screens. And, and right. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. You trust me. You never know nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah. So we went on and um, um, I introduced him to a good friend of mine named Eamon Joseph, who's on the show Snowfall. Um, OK. And yeah. We went on to did this, 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 this show called on um, Two Yay Puen. And after Two Yay Puen, mm-hmm. we went on. It was about Haitian gun runners. And that segue into doing Call Me King. Cole McKean was on Netflix. It had a, it had a great it had a great run. Um, mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. that, sorry, you want to say hi? You want to say hi? Do you want to uh-uh. say hi? You want to say hi? Okay, all right, never mind. <laughs> always, <laughs> she said, "No, no, no. Let me let me do my own." Kind of leaning in, like, "Who are you talking to?" Like, what is going on? <laughs> it's my little son right here. <laughs> um, okay. And, and uh, after that, um, then we came up. We said, "All right, I'm ready to do this um this this film now." Because before, mm-hmm. when I was trying to get investing. It was hard. You had to try to really minimize what was going on with the characters because right. we felt like you had to get a three hundred thousand dollar budget. But then now, like I said before, we have these tools that are at our disposal. So I said, now nah, we could do a superhero, supernatural hero, superhero type film. And yeah, I'm gonna tell you, as crazy as it sounded, I literally just said, let's do it without thinking about how it was going to get done or how much money 
you know, I uh, went on to do the line producing. But when it came to the character, this is one of the biggest things that I thought. I said, one of the character to be so grounded. Now, I'm going to ask you something. I'm going to ask you something deep. When you, ever, all of us experience things. I mean, you're, you're a yeah. creator. You have a show. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure you have a journey. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know where you're from. Where are you from? Uh, Charlotte. Charlotte, so North okay. Carolina, yeah. North yeah. Carolina. I'm from Chicago. So, you know, East Coast. There are a lot of challenges up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are people that come into our life. They're good yeah. ones and bad ones. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, son. Um, <laughs> when someone does something wrong to you, what happens to you? Do you, doesn't it affect you? Does oh, yeah. In a certain way? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. When someone does something effects, good. Everybody's different. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. You are absorbing their soul. And a lot of yeah. times you mm -hmm. become more powerful and more invincible to the next person because mm. of yeah. what you observe, you're absorbing. That's what Lazarus is when he's absorbing his souls. It's very synonymous to what we go through in our life. And that's why I felt like I wanted something to have a deep connotation, the deep meaning to something that was really relatable to what's going on in my, my life. When someone touches me or does me a certain way, it affects me in a certain way. And there's the good versus evil in me. Now, what am I using this power when I'm affected by this hurt for? I can use it for good or I can use it to get back at that person for vengeance yeah. of some sort. Mm -hmm. Either way, it's going to put me on a path to do something when I'm walking in a path of my becoming. So yes, a lot of yeah. times when someone does something to me, now I'm like, thank you. Because- yeah. I absorbed mm -hmm. that and it 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 made it motivated me to become even more powerful in my essence of what I'm doing right now. Mm, so right, yeah. if you yeah. didn't do that, like in the beginning, I'll give you an example. Someone stole money from me that was supposed to be a producer with me mm -hmm. on the film. You know, I'm not yeah. gonna of course say who or anything like that, but right, right. I gave them some money, um, and they were going to help me produce. And I remember going to the bank and I'm just saying, Hey, I'm gonna do that and um then they um then they they stole from me. They went on and produced something in another city and never came back. And they never gave me my money back. And then they were walking around like scared, like, no, don't come after me, Sean. You know, and I'm just like, I could get violent, but this is what I did. I got this book for Christmas. Oh wow. Someone yeah. knew that I was going through this and then they decided to give me this and I read this book. Producer to producer. Producer, producer. Yeah. And then I decided to look at myself in the mirror and say, he didn't just steal from me to take that from me. What he did mm -hmm. was have me pay to find out that mm -hmm. I could do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I absorbed his energy as a producer. Mm -hmm. And I put it more into my producing hat. And then I went on to do it. That's what Lazarus is. He's absorbing their energy. And he's using that, taking their memories and taking their, their powers, their skill set. And he's going on his journey to bring down this overlord in the city. And I think that we all have a Lazarus within ourselves. We all have this redemption in us. We all die to become something incredible because we can't be the same person we are before. When you started doing your podcast, you walked through a tunnel. And now that you're on the other side of the tunnel, you're graceful with it. You know, you're flying high. And that's what I feel like. If, you're gonna, if you can find anything to relate to the character, that's that. I don't have too many characters that I can relate to like that. You know, like Iron Man, he's rich. I'm like, okay, so they get rich and build me a bunch of gadgets, <laughs> you know.
<laughs> yeah, but you bunch of robots, yeah. Right, but I'm from Chicago. Let me think of a character that when I'm looking out my door, could I see this guy walking down the street? And that's yeah, where I wanted yeah. the fictional world to come as close to my reality as possible. And that's where it is, you know, even the men and the women that have been in my life, from Les Brown to Johnny Coleman, if you know anything about Les Brown or these influential people that spilled so many great jewels and, and wisdom into mm-hmm. me. And that's what um, yeah. I feel like that's what's going to help with people when they see characters like this. And I hope that everybody can tap into something different, you know, but positive too from Lazarus. Right, right. Yeah. And just that, like, and just you even telling your story about producing all that stuff, just taking that moment to step up and try something different, you know, just take that leap that mm-hmm. I think, well, um, it's really cool to see that push in this film and not be scared about it. Um, also, I want to talk to you about, too, let's get into some of the coolness that I thought about the uniqueness of the uniform. Because like you said, in indie, you guys get to play around with this world a little bit more. You know, you can kind of make it out of, you know, it's more accessible what you have. Because I'm thinking it's like a motorcycle jacket, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So talk about, was that kind of heavy for you to wear? Was it hot to wear? Were you, you guys doing all these hours to put on? The helmet is dope as well. Yeah, well, first of all, that's me riding. That's me wearing a suit, and that's me riding the motorcycle. I'm a nice. I, I'm a motorcycle okay. enthusiast, and so mm-hmm. um, from the beginning, I wanted the character to have that 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 edge. You know, I wanted it to be something like you know from a for a motorcycle type outfit. And um, mm-hmm. thank you to Arlene Flores. Uh, she's a Latina um, costume designer out of Fox okay. Studios. She opened. She got us a great connection in there to take us mm-hmm. down the shrine. Of Fox oh, outfits, nice. and yeah. I found in, in all black. I told her the type I wanted it. We got the helmet from a London um, um, creator. We, it okay. was it was shipped. Took about a good six months for the helmet to get designed a certain way. Well, no, no, no. I'm sorry, not six months. Uh, about maybe three before it to get designed, okay. and uh, yeah, and then made. But we did all of that in pre production. And then nice. it got okay. created. And then I took it to a helmet designer out here in, in LA because it was it was skeleton inside, and I wanted them to to put a lot of the cushion inside the the actual helmet so that I can wear it on my head like a motorcycle helmet, and that's what nice. I wanted. Yeah. I wanted something that can look like you can wear it on a motorcycle too. In which we did do a lot of guerrilla style shooting with me. If you can see in the film, there's some shots riding the motorcycle, yeah. and trust yeah. me, there there was times where. People were just standing on the corner, like, "What the heck? Like, what is that?" And I saw people pointing, and I would just look at them, like, "Oh, mean, like, yeah, buddy, like, he really is not nice. You don't know it's gonna go on." But, I was um, like, "Yeah, I was like, see, that's great character building right there." Yeah. Oh, trust me, it felt good to be on that bike, and just people I looking bet, at you, yeah. and you don't even say nothing, and they just staring at you, like, you know, like, brother, like, get everybody get across the street. Hey, I don't know what they're doing. And like I see the camera, but that dude looked like he might hurt somebody and everybody. <laughs> but um, it was really intimidating, and we wanted it to look intimidating, you know. Yeah. And um, and actually be a helmet. That was the purpose of it. He the helmet was designed by Link, and who plays on Pogo in it, to be something yeah. that came from the motorcycle world because both of the characters are motorcycle enthusiasts. You know, Pogo is a mechanic, and so. Yeah. Um, that's where the outfit came from. And we had a, uh, a guy over there that um, designed the onk. If you see the shoulders, they have onks embedded onto the shoulders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because he's getting his powers from a fictional onk god. And so we just had that mm-hmm. little symbol. Nice, okay. It's like a little yeah. breadcrumb to put on there. And, um, you know, it was um, incredible. And the boots, 
you know, the boots were very heavy. That was probably the heaviest thing on there. Where the yeah, boots. I was going to ask you, those boots did look like they were heavy. Yeah, those are robotic type boots and that we got designed. And then, you know, I, um, and even I almost got sciatica for one of the stunts that I did from kicking, kicking, but I ain't going to tell you where that scene is at, <laughs> but it's the boots were heavy. That's all I got. I, yeah. That's all I got to say. But Well, um, you mentioned like the fighting and everything. There's like 80 stunt men I was reading about. You trying to do your own stunts as well. These scenes are like, like we're talking about how quick they are. There's um not to give too much away for people. So they go out and check it out. But the one of, I guess I'll say one of the villains, a uh, poet that you are kind of going up against, or you talking about with his relationship with the sister and everything. There's an epic scene where you're fighting just, the, the fighting is just nonstop crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering how long it took you to shoot that and, and you know, just the time to put into all that kind of stuff. Oh, man. Oh, woman. I'm sorry. It took, um, we were pressed for time a lot of times because we had great locations. And um, that was a huge, huge location and a blessing. And I didn't get it for the same cost that the big productions come in and get it for. It was really a lot of work and, you know, I still pay for it and I had to have the permits and the insurance. So, yes, we were pressed for time and the preparation. A lot of it was just that we had to go and get it done. Yeah. So we didn't have we didn't have time to do like a billion takes and a billion different days to do certain things because it was not cost effective. We didn't have enough money to do that. So a lot of the work was straight focus for all the hours that were there. Like nobody could be sleep. We had to be on wire. And um, mm-hmm. the one, the biggest thing to help with that was the connection to the stunt people is connecting with them. I called before even, even when we shot that, I remember calling each and every stunt person that was going to be involved and talking to them, just having a conversation about their life, who they are. And so that way, when they get on set, they're feeling that motivated to want to work and they see this guy has a passion for it. So we're going to come, we're going to knock this out. And it took preparation in that sense is to have everybody mentally prepared. And that was the day we had more crew involved. We had to, you know, we had, um, we had drones, we had a, a jib, uh, crane and all of that. And if you can see, when you see it, you see all the styles that were being uh, put in there, but that was the biggest thing is to have more so people mentally prepared because yeah. A lot of times when people are not mentally prepared, it doesn't matter how organized it is when you get there, people are just out of it. And then it just mm-hmm. it just falls to pieces. But luckily, um, everybody was ready and that at the drop of a dime, we were just we were tuned in, we were zeroed in on everything that we needed to get done. And um, it took all that time, I think about ten hours to just create everything within that time and uh, get it done, you know. Yeah, and it came out. Well, looking you guys great. are gonna love these scenes. It's crazy. Yeah, this stuff is it's crazy because, like I said, just the just the amount, like you said, the amount of focus you have to have to have so many hats on, and then there's just so many people in the scene to make sure everybody's blocked correctly and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very well done. Because I know that stuff does not. It well, it looks easy to us and looks fun to us, but I know that's not behind the scenes how it goes down. No, oh, oh <laughs> you know, and then trying to balance your personal life and all of that. And, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a godly, I'm a godly individual. I sold into it every Sunday, you know, at church and I used to always pray over it. I pray even the first day we started, I said, before we start, let's go ahead and gather in a circle and pray. Maya was there. Maya was, um, the first person, first actress we got a chance to shoot. And when we got done, the last scene, we prayed out. I said, we're going to pray in and mm-hmm. pray out. This this film was just yeah. blessed. It was favor all over this film from the time that we, we we started all the way to the end. 
But um, of course, prayer is nothing without action. You know, to me, I always tell people prayer is the Excalibur sword and it's it's fine design. It gets sharper as you go out wielding it. The, the more you go out and the action and putting your prayer into action, the sharper the sharper the sword becomes, mm-hmm. and it cuts through more and more of the uh, adversities and the barriers that you have in your life. So it was a it was a it was a lot of obstacles to get through, and uh, you know, yeah, I do it all again except you know spend my whole bank account on. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like I take out that part. Uh, by the way, two listeners, let me make sure I mention again: Black Leg Action Film. Uh, Lazarus on Tubi. So guys, definitely go. It's out now. Go check it out. So you can see all these stunts and stuff we're talking. I know you guys are trying to figure out what we're talking about as far as the uniforms and and stunts and everything. So go check that out. Um, as we kind of wrap here, now you did mention action. I love the action genre. Did you mm-hmm. have it? You have any favorite action stars growing up? Favorite action movies? Heck yeah! I mean, first of all, time I can um the Last Dragon. I mean, oh man, you took it back. There you go. Nice. I know that whole <laughs> album is in my phone. As a matter of fact, it was a lot of times I came on set. When I reached that final level, your mind, body, and And I would just like, I would just, the set would just get lit just from playing yeah. Last Dragon music. And we would all just have fun. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Um, it mm-hmm. was just a lot of that was around me. You know, I grew up with VHS tapes and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, Raw Deal, um, um, mm, Wesley yeah. Snipes, you know, Carl Weathersby, you know, Action Jackson, you know, Rocky, you know, inspired by a guy that just go out with this crazy accent and, and, and produce his own film yeah. and do it. And then look where he is today. I was yeah. inspired by nothing but action. I grew up on action films and I love all films, but I connected with the action universe, you know, some of us, yeah. we don't know what, we're, why we're connected to it, what it is, but I love action mm-hmm. films. Like even Michael J. White, you know, people used to say, y'all look alike, you know, and I remember meeting him and I would be like, yeah, all everybody say we look alike, but don't hit me. I'm just, I'm just relating a message to, to what they just <laughs> said over there. I, I'm, <laughs> you know, I, I like your work, but then I end up working with Michael J. White. On, on, on Tyler Perry for better or worse, and um, mm-hmm. he's real. He's really uh, supportive too. He was. Uh, he saw what I was doing, and he was always, you know, shooting me a text. Yo, man, keep grinding, keep rising. You gonna do your thing, man. Peace and blessings. You got my support. So, you know, um, it's just great to be amongst those individuals in LA, all the way from Chicago. I used to live in Atlanta, and then now to be out here in LA and to be around them, great. So I've been at a bar one time when in, in seeing Wesley Snipes, like. What the heck? Like, what's going? On? And um, yeah, a lot of these guys, yeah, Blade showed up. <laughs> Blade showed up, and he's still showing up. He's actually about to produce his own version of a Blade, and uh, nice. and I'm okay. and I'm all for that. You know, action mm-hmm. is an incredible world. Jason Statham, you know, he's a guy that yeah. didn't even um mm-hmm. start in that mm-hmm. start in the action world, but he saw it like I saw it. Like, yo, I want to be on that, and he just got involved and he did the training. I'm tra- I train vigorously, even more now. Because there's a lot of work coming up, so I want to make sure I don't. I want to make sure a kid looking at that sees it and doesn't say that I cheated. And he knows that oh, that's him. Right, absolutely. Even yeah. in Lazarus, when you see the wire work and all of the stuff in there, that's me. And I would tell people, mm-hmm. they say, "You sure you want to do this?" I'm like, "No." Nah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I say, "Yeah, it's funny." I said, "Now I'm not quite sure I want the pain, but I do want to do it." Right. Because when people see yeah. it on camera, I want them to see, oh, that's him that did that. Okay. Yeah. Because I can do it, you know, and I don't mind that. And I feel like that's the plight of a hero. They put their body mm-hmm. through so much turmoil 
and they come yeah. out still strong. So, you know, yeah, that was my whole life growing up, you know, Chicago jumping off the third floor in my backyard, doing my own stunts and acting crazy. Got the neighbors oh, so you, calling. I better say you're getting ready to do your stunts early. You were playing. Oh yeah, I was, I was crazy. Now, now, now I don't want nobody to think I'm about to go jump off no, no buildings and no film. No, so. we're, we're talking about prep <laughs> behind the scenes, prep stunt right. work. Right. Exactly. And um, <laughs> that—that's—that's that's what it is, you know. I love it though. It is a lot of work, but I did come from a hip hop band, band um, track. I ran track for years, mm-hmm. twelve years. I played football, and um, my first film was Stump the Yard. I had um a hip hop dance background, and I did oh, that. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And um, so that was my truly my breakthrough world that got me into the industry in um Hollywood was um Stump the Yard. So you know, it's it's just something I love. I'm a masochist at heart, so. If you look on my Instagram, you're going to see like this. I do some crazy workouts, you know, and I just. Yeah, I've got to tell you, you got to like, we got to end with that. You got to give us like, because, you know, everybody's at home, you know, kind of at home trying to social distance for everybody. Everybody's trying to get, you know, some people are trying to get their workout routines, get in shape. You got to give us like a couple of tips, even if it's like eating habits or something for you guys. Because I'm about to say the Instagram page is insane. I'm like, see, I'm not doing, I'm trying to sit over here. I'm not trying to do all, <laughs> all of this on the Instagram page. Yeah, you know, one of the uh, uh, great things about training, I even hear trainers say, even when, you, when you're tired, if you're moving, you're accomplishing something. If you're moving, you're mm, accomplishing. Yeah. Just move. If you get up, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be the, the highest level of um, exercise possible, but getting up. When we were quarantined last year, I was actually, I went to do, oh. live in Atlanta for a little bit before I came back to LA with my family, yeah. uh, with, my, uh, with my wife and my son. So I remember... One of the things that I was doing in quarantine, hey, I would get out and go jogging, you know, just go jogging. I would do push-ups. I would do um, body squats, like without weights, just squatting up and down. And I would give myself a time. I said, okay, I would, you know, I'm going to do 100 body squats today or burpees. There are so many different things that you can do at home. It's incredible that your body, Mm -hmm. your body is actually the gym. You don't need all the weights or anything like that. I was able to stay in shape. Just literally working my body out with doing consistent movements. Um, yeah. You can do lunge walks inside your home or, or lunge walks in place if you have a small place and and um, sit-ups, things of that nature. YouTube has a, 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 a crazy ton of workouts where you can just use your body, like P90X. Mm-hmm. I'm a big P90X yeah. fan. I do a lot of their um, workouts. Yeah, that stuff is hardcore. It'll work yes. you out. It'll make you move. And then, yeah, it's and then like, you, we're not, you're not going to use any weights. You're just going to use you. You. Yeah, you floor. think it's not going to do anything? you like, woo. Just like. About 10 minutes, 10 minutes later or so, you like, jeez. Yeah. It kicks my butt, you know. And um, But yeah, I love um, I love, love staying in shape and, and staying ready because you just never know. But that's my lifestyle. I, I, you know, that's what I feel like. I've been attached to that. I used to be a 400 runner. If you know anything about track and field, the 400? Yeah, that's, yeah, woo. that's, yeah. I yeah, don't know stay, any other workouts. Yeah, I don't know any other workouts that's um more incredible than training to be a 400 runner. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's serious. Any kind of running is serious. That's why people usually pick it. If you can keep it up, if you can keep it going, uh-huh. ooh, any of that stuff will get you in shape quick. Right. <laughs> Well, you know what? You are a fitness coach. You out there saving the streets at night as Lazarus. I appreciate it, Sean. Thank you so much. You guys definitely go check this out. Lazarus on Tubi is out now. Check it out. Mm-hmm. So cool. Thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate it.
Oh, thank you. Thank you. And be looking forward to some great things in uh, in the universe in the future of everything that we have going on. I appreciate your platform. You got an incredible platform. Heard a lot about you. And I'm glad that you guys got a chance to speak to me about this. If you are on Clubhouse, too, I am going to do um, thinking of doing a good room on Friday. And it would be okay. a, a title, Raising Lazarus, Fox's streaming, Fox's, uh, Fox 2B streaming platform, whatever nice. um, okay. movie. And mm-hmm. I'll have some of the music from the film showcasing it. Maya was actually on a soundtrack as well. So um, yeah, yeah. we're going to have the music producer in there and we're going to talk a little bit about the journey of making it. And I hope that ins- inspires the, the, it, the, what it's supposed to do is to inspire other filmmakers like myself to go out and create something and what it could take and create their nice. own particular, yeah. not only create your film, design your own journey. All of our journeys are going to be different and how we can do it. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the, the conception of the film in more in depth and um, listen to some of the original music from the film. We had an original music composer, a young brother who's um, doing some great things now. Uh, Another young brother who was uh, the the music producer who did all the original rap music and songs that are in the film. Every song you hear is all original. And it was tailor-made for Lazarus. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, I hold that to that because I just wanted... It, the film to have its own texture and 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 that was yeah i like that yeah but, uh, yeah it's, thank you yeah and hey and come back come back with these future projects because i know you're working on something i can see the wheels turning make sure you come back and talk to us about it <laughs> thank you thank you you guys stay safe out there and you know i'm gonna talk to you later we're gonna keep it moving thank you guys the black girl nerds podcast is produced by jamie Brodnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify.